Welcome to Second Minute Reviews. I am Adam. Following this morning's um, fuck up, let's call it that, um, we're here. And we are ready to talk about, you know, the new topic of conversation. In this case, we will be addressing, um, what's it called? Uh, We will be talking about the new information that has come out about Joker. So, hopefully, people aren't too angry about this topic. Because, I mean, I'm not angry about the topic. I'm more indifferent on the topic. Because, like, you know, I wasn't thrilled about the Joker movie to begin with. Um, It wasn't something that I particularly um, enjoyed. Um, I, I, I'm of the following belief when it comes to movies featuring the Joker, and that is, had it not been for fantastic lead performances, and not to take that away from any of the actors in those roles, be it Jack Nicholson, be it Cesar Romero, be it um, Heath Ledger, um, be it Joaquin Phoenix, um, had it not been for their performances in these roles, these movies would be utterly forgettable. We would not continue to be talking about these movies all this time later. Um, we would be, like, they would be, forget, it's a forgettable movie. Just tell me one thing about The Dark Knight that is substantive to the plot of the movie. Um, and it's like, I, I ran this test at work today. I went to one of my co-workers, we were talking about this, and I said, look, um, what is the name of Bruce Wayne's love interest in um, what's it called, in, uh, in, in Batman, 1989's Batman, and he said, you know, Kim Basinger, and I was like, okay, cool, what's the name of her character, though, and I'm like, I've, it's been a while since I saw that movie, and I'm like, I'm, I'm fairly certain it's Vicki Vale who she's playing, although I could be wrong, um, but either way, that movie is forgettable, except for Jack Nicholson's fantastic performance in that movie. It's like, you know, I couldn't tell you anything substantial about the plot of The Dark Knight. And I've seen that movie a few times because the most important thing to that movie is Heath Ledger's performance. And if Heath Ledger's performance isn't what it is, then that movie is utterly forgettable. Um, The same goes for, you know, Joaquin Phoenix in Joker, where if Joker happens exactly as is and that performance isn't fantastic... That's a forgettable movie that doesn't make $800 million. Um, so now we got the announcement that they're making Joker 2. Um, Folea du, uh, which is the madness of 2, which is refers to the, the feeling where, um, what's it called? Um, two people who are have similar mental delusions. And the, the thing that they appear to be going with um, in this movie, based on new reporting from Variety and Deadline, is that Harley Quinn will be the person sharing the, delu- the, the sharing in the delusion. And I said out of the gate that it it, I, it was probably unlikely that it was going to be. Um, I thought it would be Bruce Wayne. That would have been my take on who was going to be that, and the with it being Harley Quinn, that makes sense considering, you know, Joker, Harley Quinn at this point are a package deal and everyone kind of knows the two as as said package deal. Um, so, 
going at it like that and looking at this movie in that regard um, it is you know what the fuck happened there it is one of those things where alright I can see it and pulling Lady Gaga for this role appears to be more front-running to an extent. Like, it kind of makes sense, considering Todd Phillips was a producer on A Star Is Born, which starred Bradley Cooper, who was also a producer on Joker. So it does kind of make sense that Lady Gaga would be the top choice to play Harley Quinn. Um, but my problem with it is we, we just saw this like, okay, great, you're doing another take on it. You're doing a new take on Harley Quinn and, and, and what what that relationship with the Joker will be. And, and, and by all means, do, do that. Like, have fun with this. Try something new. Do something different. Okay, fine, whatever. Um, but, like, can we do something different with a character who hasn't been done in the last, I don't know, like three years ago was a lot... No, not even, because she was she, she was in Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn. Like, and she's got the TV show on... What's it called? On, on HBO Max, the animated show about Harley Quinn. And it's like, well, do we need to have this be the character we're going to focus on for yet another entry? Like, can we do something different? Um, can we take a character who hasn't already been, like been explored to this degree, because it's like, look, we, like, Margot Robbie, uh, Margot Robbie is great as Harley Quinn, and she was fantastic in, um, what's it called, she was fantastic in, you know, Birds of Prey, she was fantastic in, um, Suicide Squad, and she was even good in the first Suicide Squad that David Ayer directed, like, there's a reason she carried over, and she's one of the few characters to carry over from the original Suicide Squad to, to Guns, um, and then the animated show with, with her is, is fantastic, too. I don't think we need more Harley Quinn in this world. Especially if we're going to be telling this story. Um, like, okay, cool, you're going to do a live-action adaptation of Mad Love. I, I understand where you're going with this. I understand. Like, I know where this story is going. Like, and more so than anything else, it's like, I, like unlike Joker... Which is kind of just the king of comedy, but, like, slightly different. Like, beyond that, looking at what this movie is, like, this one I can tell you what's going to happen. Which doesn't make for a good viewing experience. Like, I shouldn't be able to tell you this far out from the movie's production beginning what the movie's going to be about. And if I can... That's a profound problem with the storytelling of said movie. So now we got this Harley Quinn movie coming, another iteration with this character, and I'm like, can we get a break? Can we get a chance to explore any number of other characters in the Bat family? Like, if we're going to do this, there are so many other characters that can be explored. And, and, and you know, maybe they, they're making this... We know why they're making this movie. It's because the first one was $20 million dollars. And then the second one is going to presumably be a similar budget, 
but they're hoping for a similar return on investment. They're hoping people will turn out in droves to see this. And apparently this new movie will also be a musical, which I'm fine with them doing that. I don't have a problem with them doing it as a musical, because I was disinterested in the movie before. Making it a musical makes me just as disinterested as I was before. Like, I don't understand why that's a... Like, I don't know why that would be the next step in a delusion that the Joker would... Like, is that that's ultimately what this is going to be. I mean, where the first one questioning was what... Like, that. I think that ultimately it's the smartest way to handle this. Where the first movie ends with this question of what happened and did everything that happened at the end of that movie happen for real or did it all happen in his head? Making it a musical, this movie, adds to that, will keep let you keep that as a nebulous ending. Unless they're going to definitively say that, like, you murdered that guy, you know, you murdered Robert De Niro on the stage of that thing, uh, that, that talk show. Unless they're going to say that explicitly and then go from there, which I think would be a dumb idea. Keeping it as a musical allows you to continue to indulge the possibility that the whole thing's a delusion and have it where maybe, you know, maybe, you know, Dr. Harleen Quinzel is not actually doing what, what's it called, what, what, um, what, uh, what Joker wants. And I think that, like, if that was the case, where it's not even the best name for it, it's just a, a, a pompous title, because I think that if you were going to do Joker 2, the better title for what this movie seems to be going for would probably be Transference, which is where... No, because that's, that's not it. That's reverse. That's where a patient falls in love with their psychiatrist. Um, well, no, you guess that, that would still work, and it would arguably still work better than fucking Falea do. Um, and I fucking can't stand that title. It just sounds so pompous and arrogant, like... And, and, and I can guarantee if that movie didn't go and win the fucking Palme d'Or at, um, at, at Cannes, that would not, the title would not be in French. Now, I, I still don't think Joker 2 needs to happen. I think that the lesson from Joker could have been do low-budget movies of characters that, you know, people may know and love and, and let them tell their story on these lower budgets and explain why they are how they are. Do character studies on low budgets and there are plenty of DC characters can do that with. You can do a Lex Luthor movie about why he hates Superman. Like, that would work. Like, if you do a Lex Luthor movie, and, like, I would cast... I mean, probably the most expensive thing would be casting for that movie, and I would cast, um, what's his name? Oh, fuck. Uh, Billy Zane would be my casting for, for, for a, 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 you know, a movie like that. And you have him be the Tony Stark type, the the billionaire, you know, futurist who who sees the best of humanity. He is the man of tomorrow. And then Superman shows up. And Superman shows up and one-ups him. And, and now the man of tomorrow is not even a human. And you get this deep-seated hatred as, you know, Metropolis' favorite son is now no longer Lex Luthor. And you do that story. You can do that. You can do, you know, Superman in a story where 
okay, he's not depowered, but he can't use his powers because it, it, you know, like, you know, make the bad guy a human who hates aliens, which I think Supergirl did in season four, if I remember correctly, where, you know, Agent Liberty was the, the bad guy, and he's this guy who hates aliens and thinks aliens are exerting their will on humanity and, and, you know, and explaining why, you know, like, that, that would, that could work for a Superman story, and, and Superman has to beat, you know, Agent Liberty by using, you know, the power of the press instead of trying to beat him through that. Do that story. Do Perry White. You know, where did Perry White come from? Like, you can do that story, and you can do that for $20 million. Um, this guy, if he gets any closer, he'll be sitting in my back seat. Um, this guy behind me. Um, let me see, who else is there? I mean, Flash, kind of high budget. Uh, Green Lantern's kind of high budget. Cyborg, kind of high budget. Um, you could probably do a Teen Titans movie for a reasonably low budget, you know. And, and, and they could have done Wonder Twins low budget. Like, that Wonder Twins movie they were working on, they could have done on a very low budget instead of doing a $75 million version of Wonder Twins that was going to go direct to streaming. Like, th- there are ways to tell these stories that won't go into these high-budget territories that will still get these impressive returns on the investment. Um, and, and I feel like, what else, well, see, what else is there that can be, that can be done? Um, like, um, well, Batman could be done, like, there was no reason why the Batman had to be $200 million. Like, there, there, there is nothing about that movie that screams that it needs $200 million. Alright, yeah, asshole, you went around me, and now you're just as stuck just behind a different car now. So, alright, you won that. Good job, buddy. Um, oh, and, and, and we're stuck at the same light now. Congratulations. Um, so, what else is there? Um, Wonder Woman, I think, can keep Big Spectacle. But the thing is, if you're looking for smaller characters to do on this scale... Like, DC has no shortage. You can do the question. You can do um, uh, Vigilante. You can do Green Arrow on a micro-budget. You can do, um, you know, Batman. Like, there are no shortage of movies you can do for under $75 million and do theatrical and get a huge turnout for it. Um, and, and I think that that should have been the lesson learned from Joker, not let's make another Joker movie and this time we're going to make it a musical because then when you make it a musical inherently it gets more expensive like because then you got to hire choreographers you got to hire songwriters you got to hire you know extras and not just extras to fill scenes but extras who are trained in dance like it's an expense it becomes a much more expensive ordeal than just you know the movie that Joker was and, and the path to, to, to victory on a Joker sequel, because inherently I think it's unlikely that Joker 2 makes more money than, than Joker did. Um, so I, I think that that's the bigger problem here with, with Joker 2. It's not this, this issue of should they have made this movie, because ultimately the idea of giving a director carte blanche with a, a character that they have a, a, a love for and, like, you know, like, looking at, like, what DC's been doing, it's been passion projects. Like, 
there's no reason why Shazam should be a movie, you know, as early as it was with a sequel coming out this year. Like, Wonder Woman, I understand, and, and giving Wonder Woman to Patty Jenkins is a great idea. Looking at the other characters that have come out, like, Black Adam has been a passion project of, um, what's it called, of, uh, of, of, uh, of The Rock since it was announced. And, and he, he's wanted to play that character for a long time. So letting him play that character and make that movie is, is in their best interest. The same goes for, you know, letting Matt Reeves tell his, his Batman story and letting him cast it and tell this story in his own little world that this movie should have been $75 million, not $200 million, but whatever. Um, and, and looking at, you know, what other things... Have, like, for better or for worse, Zack Snyder got his pick of what movies he wanted to make, and he made Superman, he made Watchmen. Let people tell the stories they want to tell and let them go from there. And, and, and that, that makes the most sense, to me at least. Now, that said, if he really does have a story that will work, um, then more power to him. More power to him. Let him tell the story he wants to tell. Whatever. He wants to tell another Joker story, fine. He can tell another Joker story. But if I'm DC and I'm trying to make a black label, and, and, and you know, black label being low budget, grounded in reality rated R, you know, movies, I don't think that this is the way to go for number two. Um, I would go, like, I would have gone with a different character and, and tried to expand out the world and flesh out, maybe not in the same universe, but give the label more titles, because the more titles the label has, the more it tells people that, oh, there may be something here you might like. Because, like, that's what I would be doing. It's like, look, we're not going to just do these, these you know, Scorsese rip-off crime dramas um, that are not quite as good. Like, it's very obvious what, you know, what Joker was. It was meant to be King of Comedy meets, you know, Taxi Driver, but not as good as either of those movies. Because, like, yeah, everyone knows Taxi Driver, but I think anyone who has seen Joker and likes Joker should definitely check out King of Comedy and watch that. It's a much better movie than Joker, and, and at the same time, exactly what Joker is, um, just, you know, without the, the taxi driver aspects of it, um, I, I feel like that's the kind of thing that, you know, needs to be explored a little bit, and not just like, okay, so let's do, um, let's pick a, a Scorsese movie out of a hat, alright, what we got here, uh, Alice doesn't live here anymore, um, but let's do that with, uh, Green Lantern and see what happens. Um, or like, I don't know, like, the Flash in, um, The Last Temptation of Christ. What, what happens there? Um, no, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be the, the thought process when it comes to making these movies. It should be, who's got a story they want to tell on a reasonable budget with an IP that's known. And if they do that with not just DC, but they do that with their other properties... That probably is the best way to tell the story. She's like, look at what other things have worked out well in the past in, in this regard. Like, one of the best, you know, smaller release comics that's happened recently was DC Meets uh, Looney Tunes, which was fantastic. And, like, look at, like, you know, they did that, that, that Flintstones comic. That was tremendous. And, and it did a lot of, it sold a lot of copies, and a lot of people really loved that comic the modern take on the Flintstones, um, 
dealing with modern issues like Veterans Affairs and things like that. Um, it's a great run. Um, they did a lot of those, you know, like Looney Tunes, like variant, you know, modernized stories where it's like Snagglepuss took a more, did a more grounded take and it was an interesting story. Um, and I think that, you know, doing that, like that kind of thing and telling these stories in this way is a much better way to do it. Like, look at what they're doing with, like, that's the thing too. It's like, you know, Joker is heralded as this great idea, like groundbreaking idea. Like, oh, cool. You took one of the most iconic characters of the, of the last century and you, you decided to strip the budget down to the bare minimum and rip off a Scorsese movie. Meanwhile, Mindy Kaling is making a Velma movie, um, or a Velma series, and I think it's a movie. Um, and that's being treated like it's the dumbest idea on the planet. How is it any different? How is it any different to do that? You're letting a, someone who has a take on the character do a low-budget version of it and, and tell the story they want to tell. It's the exact same thing as Joker, but people don't give that the same time of day. I know why they don't give that the same time of day, but... You know, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think I've talked enough about this fucking you know thing. And 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 you know, Lady Gaga in the role is just the kind of thing where it's like it like if it weren't for the fact that Todd Phillips and Bradley Cooper were very close in terms of producing each other's movies, and Todd Phillips was a producer on *The Star Is Born*, I would say it's like oh, he definitely watched. Um, like, House of Gucci, and it's like, oh, she could play Harley Quinn. Um, what, did I, what was she in that she did a thick New York accent? I feel like she was definitely in something when she did a, did a thick New York accent, which is what I think that she would have to adopt to play Harley Quinn. Um, I think if, if she... I think if Harley Quinn doesn't have a New York accent, even if it's not, like, the, the over-the-top baby voice that, like, you know... Like, like that's the thing about, like... Um, no, I don't think you need to do that. I don't know. Um, you know who would be a good Harley Quinn? And, I, and this is apropos of nothing, but I saw this movie a while back, Born Yesterday, about this this girl who is a mob boss's, um, like, she's a mob boss's wife or girlfriend, and she gets taught um, by someone, you know, to, to be smarter so they can put the operations in her name so I won't get investigated as much. Um, and I was like, that actress, I forgot her fucking name in Born Yesterday is the name of the movie. Um, but she would have been a great Harley Quinn if they, if that happened, um, like 40 years before Harley Quinn was created as a character. Um, I feel like there's more, um, with this. I think that that's it, though. Um, because at this point, like, if they're not going to make a, I, I, I don't know. Again, I would not do Harley Quinn. I would do... I think that, like, a world where, you know, if we're making a sequel, I think you have to commit one way or the other to, like, that would be what what, what I would have done, I would have committed to, you know, it actually, the ending of the movie actually happened, and, you know, all of that, and I would have had him in Arkham with someone else, maybe, and, or he gets out and he's like, alright, so I'm going to, you know, he's gonna have to deal with someone... No, because then you can't even have him face off against someone crazier than him. That's kind of the issue that they've written themselves into in this. Because, like, the first movie, it's like, you know, it's it's not... He's not a hero in the first movie. And I think if you, if you read him as a hero, that says more about you than it does about him. Where 
you know, he's not a hero in that movie. He is, like, the movie seems to go out of its way to explain why this guy is going to commit murder. But at the same time, it's not, the movie does kind of give him an explanation as to why, but at, at the same time, it's not a valid reason. Um, and again, we don't know how much of it is delusion, or schizophrenic delusion, or how much of it is actually happening in reality. Um, so, like, there's a case to be made where it's, like, you know, him, his, you know, his, like, he never gets onto the set of, um, what's it called? He never gets onto the set of, uh, um... The other thing of uh, of that talk show that I forgot the name Murray I think his name was um, Robert De Niro. Uh, he never gets onto that show. He never gets to you know that never happens and and like that show never showcases his failed set. Like it, it's just all a delusion. Where it's like you know he fails that badly and he thinks that he sees you know everyone's making fun of him. Even this guy on TV is like you know there's a video footage. Uh, of his of his performance and it's on TV and now everyone's laughing at him and, and like you know that you know there's a case where that none of that actually happens and I, I think that if we're going to say that you know this next one is happening like I think you would kind of have to commit to you know that actually happened and then a lot of logistical issues that arise in that movie um, in terms of how people act and what people do and then what goes on around them, that kind of thing all kind of falls apart and it worsens the first one if you commit to that. Um, but on that note, we will wrap up there for today because I am tired, I am hungry, and I am just now getting home uh, from work. Um, and we'll be back with more stuff um, if it happens uh, next time. So until then, have a great rest of your week.